0: The title of this evening's Dharma Talk is, This Is It? No, this is not it. This is not it. And I got this, uh, not that I am not capable of thinking of things like that myself, but sometimes it helps to have someone else back you up. I had to write it down because I don't have a memory very much. This is uh, Suzuki Roshi says. The way he says it is, for a while, this is it. And for the smallest particle of time, this is it. But it is not always so. The very next instant, it is not so. Thus, this is not it. Got some help from a master, a tantric master from Japan. <laughs> and so that kind of teaching is basically to... Uh, to kind of magnetize your, uh, our, our tendency, uh, my tendency, your tendency, anyone's tendency to grasp at anything. And as I, th- I think I said, uh, what made me start thinking about this uh, relative to that statement is uh, the what we were talking about this morning and um, or this noon at the steps of the Dharma book study was on uh, the Dogen Zenji, and um, I can't remember what the the, the Question was or whatever, but something that uh, was said, that I said about the, there being a, a moment that's uh, traditionally in the Abhidharma literature, which is pretty extensive, many volumes, breaking down thing, everything they can break down, they broke it down, and even the, the moment of consciousness uh is a, or a chitta moment that chitta is actually broken down into seventeen parts. Uh, 17 um, parts of that moment, I don't know how the heck they did that, you know, I mean, if, I mean it, the way it looks, I you know, couldn't I just come in and say, oh, there's actually 18, you know, who's going to, how are you going to prove it or disprove it? So it's meant to help, be helpful to, to people to get us to look very closely at what we consider a moment. Uh, it's not a matter necessarily of finding some kind of proof. And though they may, they may find out there's only 14. They may, some scientists somewhere may prove this. But the important thing is, is to look at that moment of consciousness and see that it is, uh, uh, that is incredibly, um, its momentariness is often missed. We manage to patch things together and we manage to invent some kind of con- uh, based on the apparent continuity of the body situation. This is going down. Everything is everything is slowly tapering off back into its original situation in the elements, and uh, um, but it doesn't look like it because everything is moving so slow. That unless you actually um, look at a, uh, I think they have, have an app out there now that'll age you. I take you back and forth in time. I don't know what that's called, but I think they're they're the, probably the CIA or something is tricking us into. I don't know about that so the idea is there uh, with that with what uh, what I'm saying uh, by using that statement uh, this is not it is to, to notice how we, we need we need some kind of a well, just about settle for anything other than just an open dimension where everything is in uh, everything that is a an apparent thing or object or uh, item um, a form is on the move it's changing from this to that to this to that all the time. And that which observes that, that quality of observance doesn't seem to be doing anything. But it's also not something you can grasp onto and solidify and say, well, this is my consciousness, and and therefore that's stable, and so I can just reside there. Look and find out. See if you can find out what that is. Find out what that dynamic is that that sees things move, but yet if if you turn it around and if, if that dynamic, that consciousness dynamic looks at Who's turning things around? Who is observing? You can't really locate anything. You can't really locate someone who is seeing something else. Yet there is a something elseness to everything. So look closely at that. And the way I would say it is: insofar as you can, uh, either don't conclude, or notice the way you you conclude conclude on uh, what is arising in your in any of your sense sense fields, including your mind. So the idea uh, is to, again, as I just said a moment ago, the idea is to encourage us to to keep it very simple and see if we can see uh, it, what is this? What is this situation? And if you turn it the other way, who is who is it that's actually experiencing this or seeing this? If you read any of uh, going back to the Abhidharma literature, which I have not studied, I've read some, as you all probably all have very, very complicated, lots and lots of lists of this and that, uh, 17 this, and then there's then there's other forms of consciousness, there's 58 and 14 and 32, and goes on and on, those people back in ancient times, both in the Abhidharma Pitaka of the Theravadans and the Abhidharma, is it Kosha? Is it Kosha Basha. What's the Abhidharma? K-O-S-A, Kosha. Kosha, yeah. So in those, that material, that's of Uh, Vasubandhu, and 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 that material is further delineating, delineating things and spelling things out as far as all the various breakdowns of consciousness and forms and um, lots of stuff. So, is that valuable to study that? I don't know. I think somewhat. Uh, You could also say, is it valuable to study any of the other texts that we spend time on? Why, Why would we study this if we can't actually get a hold of some kind of a technique where we can? apply that. So as you've heard me say many times, it's not just uh, about the Dharma where you're gathering. Studying the Dharma is ju- it's not just about gathering information, which that has something to do with it. It's also about working with the conceptual mind in such a way that uh, grasping, rejecting, and shutting down is uh, not only not promoted, but is actually interfered with uh, with the conceptual constructs coming out of Lankavatara Sutra, Samgino Machana Sutra, uh, the, the Diamond Sutra is a great one for just read the Diamond Sutra. It's very simple. This is, this is, uh, not this. Therefore, it's this. It's just a, it just takes your relative mind and just flips it back and forth like, uh, hotcakes. And, and with, with no particular, particular result other than you feel flipped back and forth. And, um, it takes, a uh, Quite a bit of inspiration, quite a bit of insight, insight into there's something deeper that could be seen here for us to even stick with that type of thing without turning into a scholar. Uh, we're not saying you can't be scholarly about your study, but being, uh, emphasizing the awareness part of it seems to be very important. And it takes a while to get over grasping at results and grasping at conclusions and, and thinking, having some kind of thought that that you have an idea about how enlightenment uh, would would look or would work. If it were to be the case, would you recognize it? you have questions? Earlier when you were talking about
1: citta and it's breaking down in different parts, could you just say what citta is?
0: Um, awareness, mind, just a bit, uh, near, uh, as far as I know, Basker, do you have another definition? Mind substance. So, substance. Mind stuff. (laughs) More?
1: Is it, I guess, I'm trying to understand in what context, what, where, what it is, and in what context it it is.
0: You know, I think if I had uh, the Abhidharma here, it would be, they'd be happy to explain all of that to you. I'm not that, I can't do that. My, my uh, study and my practice and my path haven't haven't had a lot to do with that. On the other hand, I think it may be a good idea to study it. So we probably will be studying it Just some way. Not sure how that'll show up exactly. But what do you think? How does it look to you? You're able to ask the question.
1: I just when I heard you say it and then how it it has been talked about as being broken down into 17 parts or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't clear about what it was and, and what it was that could be broken down into parts.
0: That's perplexing, isn't it? Yeah. Anyone else have any ideas about that? I would say if you if you understand what this is, you're, you're, what I'm going to say is your life. If you understand what this is, you're no longer, uh, Confused about what this situation is—a human being in a world. You're not confused about that. You're not going to have that much interest in Abhidharma. But if you're, uh, there's lots of other uh, situations where this might be a very important uh, thing for you to study. That's why I say. That's why we study so many different texts because I think uh, maybe somebody needs to to understand something that. that <coughs> I haven't looked into that deeply, but it's part of the Buddhist teaching, so perhaps we should study it. Shoka.
2: Is there a way that we can use the style of inquiry that they use in Abhidharma um, to look at our immediate experience without looking at the concepts?
0: It seems uh, necessary to do both to train your mind to, to see clearly whatever is arising and then when you go into the conceptual situation, this is something we do when we study all the time. We're discussing this material conceptually and everyone is invited to come in and uh, to work with the material, work with what is is presented and and discuss it. So I think we're already doing that. When we get into Abhidharma, as I said, which we will, um, we'll be able to approach it that way. think so, you?
2: you said if you see what this is offering to your life. If you see what this is, would those with the way that that awareness is broken down, would that show up or are
0: those more arbitrary? I don't know if it' call it arbitrary, but it may it may show up and it may not. Uh, it's probably not going to show up to every single person, just uh, as soon as the Buddha passed away, there was a, uh, classically, as far as we know, there are 18 different schools. so that means there's at least eighteen different people of the thousands of people that are around him that said, well, this, this is. I think this, I don't think meant that, I think meant this, I'm just inventing that, but there's a lot, as we know, there's lots of different ways of approaching this. Yeah, all the schools have uh, different ideas about it, and there's no way to go in and say, well, let's see, now, the Galugpa the, the realization is uh, it's much stronger than the, than the Kadampa realization or the Soto Zen or the Rinzai Zen, or is that because you have all these individuals who are practicing in these different ways, and it is so incredibly complicated? Uh, just uh, it's and these uh, the Abhidharma material is like, for instance, those seven, I can't remember all of them, but the seventeen uh, chittas. Uh, one of them has to do with past life. This is a moment uh, your past life is showing up in. A, and then there's then there's the uh, it was, I think it was vibrational life. The, this particular vibration. This is all in fractions of a second, and if you read about that, which if you want to look it up, I can't remember which one it's in, um, which section it's in. There's it's a uh, several volumes. Um, Oscar, have you heard of that? No. So, um, so, it, but even those words are translated out of the. the whatever, Pali or Sanskrit, probably Pali in that case, into uh, English. And then, then there's some kind of something happening there where it might not be exactly clear because then it's dependent on what? Dependent upon the understanding of the person who's translating and how they, so there's so many causes and conditions that enter into that situation. Your best bet, if you're a gambler, uh, is to look what's right in front of you because you, you all of that is available. If it's available to those monks a couple thousand years ago, Available to you, human beings, sitting down, look at the mind. They must have done a lot of looking and done a lot of note-taking. I think that's number four. And I don't mean to be, I'm not mocking uh, those monks, those scholars in ancient times. Of course not, but I'm just saying um, I'm not exactly sure uh, how that would all show up. On the other hand, there there are people who translate that, who are scholars, who are happy to explain everything to you just because they, they think like that. Does that mean they're awake? Not necessarily. Someone who could, someone who could memorize and be able to uh, recite all of that, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're realized. Oscar's memorized. Are you realized, Oscar? No, very close. Put him on the spot a little bit. <coughs> and, uh, I might put you on the spot if you raise your hand. <laughs> Go ahead. Are those divisions anything
2: like Natural
0: boundaries that you've talked about. You know, they could be, they could be, but there's also there's boundaries that are functioning in your uh, consciousness, in your mind that show up in such a way that may may not show up uh, to another person. That's that's one of the things that I think in ancient teachings is a little bit missed. Uh, is is that everyone is so so much different karma that I don't feel like that it's going to show up in. Um, it, that it's going to show up in a way that, oh, yeah, we can all get together and compare. That's why I, I encourage people to not not compare too much what's happening in your practice. <laughs> discuss, the, discuss together, socialize together, discuss the teachings, talk about the, the Makravatara Sutra or talk about any kind of a teaching. Uh, but as far as what's happening in your consciousness, uh, you don't even have to tell me about that. But just continue to watch, continue to, not to isolate yourself, but continue to talk about it. Because if you start to talk with someone else, it's kind of like, um, it's not exactly like gossip, but it's kind of that conversa- conversational activity can be helpful. And, but then again, quite often, uh, it, it pulls us because we were pulled in the, in the direction of somebody else's idea about what we're thinking, or somebody else's idea about what is happening in our experience, and then we, since we don't have, instead of, instead of being in that open space of not knowing what this is in our particular consciousness at any given time, we tell someone else about what's happening. Then they may, ha- then they may want to explain it <clears throat> to us or tell us what it's about, and then that that's kind of a, a stand-in for our own exploration. It's like. Going into the jungle and somebody comes and says, you know, it's much nicer out here. Here, I'll fix you a sandwich. <laughs> so just a way of talking about it. So you don't have to be secretive about it, but go ahead. Further question?
2: What What makes something a natural boundary if two people who have some sort of understanding might be looking at the same thing and, and not seeing the same natural boundary?
0: What was the question? I heard the question, but I, I didn't register. You have to ask me again. What,
2: uh, what makes it a natural boundary if two people could look at it and not see
0: it? No, yeah, because it's not invented by an ego mind or a separated mind that's struggling for this and rejecting that. It comes out of the causes and conditions. It's natural. It comes out of causes and conditions. Pātitya samutpada, dependent origination. Nothing comes from its own side as an individual entity yourself or being that has some kind of autonomy. Uh, that can just do whatever it wants based on its own uh, desire or wishes or hopes or fears. That I mean, it will look like that. It might look like you have some say-so. We have people all over the planet. Some of them are on very high platforms of noticeability that act like they're running everything, and they, they, they don't know that they're in the same burning building we're in. And not that that's a bad thing. So that there's a boundary there that is set. That boundary is set up by uh, ignorance. So they can't see. They can't can't actually see uh, the the five the five skandhas, the noble truths. They can't they can't see them. They Can't see that life is suffering. And the cause is, is uh, wanting something else. They don't see that they're creating it. They think there's an outside world.
2: If is um, yes, what makes this. So-called natural boundary. What makes that
0: not just a thought or an opinion? If it, it, it may be, that's why it's so difficult to to um, to see fundamentally what is happening, because the the imputation about the whatever is arising and falling away, whatever showing up as a division or a wall or a boundary, looks valid. It looks like it, it looks like there's plenty of proof around why that <coughs> should be that way or why that's that that is that way. Uh, quite often the, the not only the boundary but possibly the the ideas about how the boundary got there why it's showing up that way those are those can also be just invented and not part of dependent origination in the sense of being a natural boundary it's artificial in, the, in that it's trying to move away from uh, the natural causes and conditions that uh, are happening all the time those causes and conditions are incredibly deep it isn't just a tit-for- tat it's 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 so deep that it's uh you can't search, you can't search there. There's no way you can search it because it's too elaborate. And then if we add on our own elaboration, it makes it even more difficult to see what it is. More
2: how do we see the difference between a natural boundary and an opinion?
0: So I think when when, one is doing sitting meditation, there comes a time, you can call it that, uh, when you when you're receiving, receiving, and receiving, and then you begin to notice. Through, uh, what the fancy word is discriminating awareness wisdom, begin to see through your, your Buddha nature starts to wake up and starts to see what is, uh, naturally, what is naturally happen, happening out of causes and conditions that are, are just occurring and what one is adding to that out of one's uh, fear or out of one's hope or something else, uh, or out of, uh, not wanting to look at that and shutting down on it. Uh, just being, you could say, simple word, just being available for what is coming and going That's difficult, especially if it comes to you in the form of a person who's mad at mm-hmm. you, or especially if it comes to it and you it comes to you in the form of a, someone who's very who has really good news for you about something. Very hard to uh, not uh, be sucked into that uh, situation. More, yeah. a lot of room for questions there. I was de- deliberately but vague. <laughs> Michael? What is a natural boundary? The way I'm using that, it probably isn't a, any such thing, but the way I'm using that is saying something, when I say don't interfere with uh, people, uh, somebody, someone uh, might need your help and they might look like you could probably help them. But if you do that without interacting with without getting permission you know uh, there's a there's a natural boundary we call it respect you just respect the person i often say respect someone's confusion at the same time you respect their their buddha nature they're not really separate and but we tend to separate those out and think here's the good thing we should nourish and here's the other thing we should tamp down traditional buddhism talks about it that way you should you should fluff up the good stuff and tamp down the bad stuff. But, you know, I think maybe a little bit of that at the beginning could, could happen in order to get you, get us, get anyone onto the path where you're beginning to work with your awareness. Then the, the uh, picking and choosing between right and wrong, up and down and all the polarity could, you could start to back off from that a little bit once you kind of see what it is, especially when you're talking to someone who is uh, having a lot of difficulty uh, it isn't about turning away and ignoring them. It's about being very respectful. That. It's, a, it's a natural kind of boundary. And as soon as they say, I, I need your help, what can I do for you? Then you could interact and meet them where they're at and interact on that level, which could be anything from teaching them how to meditate or drive, driving them over to, to an AA meeting. It could be any number of things. might not necessarily even look like Buddhism. might look like... uh Ending them a couple bucks, yes. So it's not really a boundary. Well, I think uh, fundamentally there aren't any boundaries. So fundamentally, but the boundaries show up in terms of causes and conditions and and uh, dependent origination. That's just a mess of boundaries and walls. Walls of the mind, like it says in the Heart Sutra. Without walls of the mind, without walls of the mind, then you can see there's but there's no one seeing anything, and there's nothing to be seen. Therefore, everything is completely present an astonishing uh, thing to run into, uh, and it, uh, uh, it will make you, probably make you laugh We become so serious.
2: <clears throat> Don from Virginia has two questions. Certainly. Yes. Can we be aware of no-mind consciousness? And then what or who is it that receives awareness?
0: So there isn't anyone to be aware of that. If you're, if there's uh, such a thing as no mind, just a way of talking about it. It's a way of talking about an open dimension of being where there's no, there's no grasping, there's no rejection and there's no shutting down. There's no, there's no uh, subject, uh, nor is there a non-subject. There's no object, nor is there a non-object. You can't find anything. You can find everything as long as you're willing to see it that way. But if there's a, if there's no willingness to see it that way, then we start to isolate and pick certain things out and, f- and focus on pushing this and focus on <laughs> pulling that, buffing this up, tamping this down. The word mind, uh, I'm assuming that you mean it in the, in the sense of a mind only. So there, there, There isn't one. Uh, yes? Can we practice willingness? What? Sure. I think so. Give, give things the benefit of the doubt, benefit of the doubt. Something comes up that... The, say, uh, three or four years ago when you before you started practicing this path, you know, you would operate out of how you felt about it, you would believe your thoughts, your subjectivity, and say, I'm not going to do that. You know, I don't need to do that. And you might have a conversation with yourself about it. Somebody else should be taking care of that, not me. Um, I didn't cause that problem. All kinds of things could show up. But a willingness might show up, the open dimension of that situation might show up. That Even though you'd see all the causes and conditions that Ordinarily may have hooked you in the past and may may even be hooking you in the present moment, but you don't believe them. So you're beginning to you're beginning to move with freedom. And what about it's not freedom from something uh, so much as it's just fundamental freedom. Fundamental freedom is uh, is not freedom to uh, be free to do this or do that. Or it's uh, freedom from simply put freedom from the from the. Uh, uh, from the the, the the tight noose of the skandhas, form, feeling, perception, concept, consciousness, and from the, the three poisons, it's very hard to move one direction or another without the feeling of passion or the feeling of aggression the feeling uh, of shutting down and actually uh, seconding, emotion, seconding the motion, seconding the motion of shutting down. Just watching shutting down isn't exactly shutting down. It's when we try to stop it or manipulate it. Don't you?
2: Question
0: from Toji. How long does a moment last in the
2: Abhidharma?
0: So, uh, Toji, good thing you're not here. Um, it's momentary. It's very, it's very small. Teensy-weensy? No. It's bitsy And it's, uh, you know, they're, they're quite good at uh, taking something that looks like one or two things and just spreading it out, in it. well, this, this, and this, and this, and this, and they have all these names for all of them. I think, as I think I said uh, earlier, and I can't remember the name, maybe I wrote it down. Javana. Are you familiar with Javana? Uh, So, uh, Javana was, uh, was there one out of the 17, there are the last one, two, three, four, five, six, I think seven um, of, of them are Javana, and I never did I could figure out when I read about what job what man. So um, it's pretty short, Koji. It's pretty <laughs> short. Uh, here it is uh, to read the, my notes on it, which I can't, can't really not read them. Past life, vibrating life, uh, arrested life. Uh, can't read that. Um, sense, sense, something or other and then receiving, and then investigating, and then in, oh, receiving, then investigating, then those Javana start start and go up until, and then the last two, uh, the 14 and 15 are both Javana, which are, which are, seem to be particles, or particles of the particle. And then the last uh, two are uh, registering and registering. And so, and that's just, can I do this? Did you want to snap your fingers? Thanks. All right, that and then that's broken down. But, but it seems to me that, and I don't disagree. I'm not saying that. I've never had had an experience. I've had an experience of, of some of that quality that I didn't particularly count things. But and I'm sure you have too. But to, just to hold still and to break thing down things down in the 17 parts, that's pretty extraordinary. Uh, if uh, now it did. If, 350 people do that, and they all came up with the same thing? Or did one person do it with a really powerful, one big, huge, uh, um, what do you call that, a buffalo-sized charisma? So this is what I saw, and this is what you will write down in the Abhidharma. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if part of the confusion about a moment is that we try to place it in time.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Probably is. We try to place it. A, a moment doesn't, have, as I think I've talked about before. So my understanding, it doesn't have any depth. But according to the Abhidharma, it has seventeen units of space within it. Perhaps I don't know. I would say, don't believe anything. Don't disbelieve anything. But you know, look, investigate, find out, and see. See if that, if knowing that is somehow going to help you see uh, what is taught in the Yogacara tradition, which is. Uh, Everything is perception only. Yes, sir. For me,
1: there's this moment at the start of of, this, of our
2: when the bell is rung, and that that energy comes from the hammer into the bell, and there's this sound that then begins
0: to fade out. And to me, that's a moment. I think it's got more Ms than that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That was easy. <laughs> well, it's, you have a good point. When when we do hear a gong, we tend to our because of the of the the seductiveness of that sound, uh, we tend to it tends to do something and reshapes our awareness around it. Our, our awareness seems to follow that form. Uh, so it tends to, I think, reshape it in some way. Yeah.
2: Jim in Muskegon has a question. Yes, Jim. There are so many approaches to studying the Dharma. It seems that different approaches resonate with different people. How do we know when what we are seeing or studying is effective for us?
0: This is why it's necessary to have the three jewels: the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. It's not that you couldn't do this by yourself. You probably could. There's been some people, a few people, who have uh, attained some kind of deep uh, clarity or understanding or liberation or Realization, but I think using those, those forms, uh, that's been my experience is to, the one that's quite often missed is Sangha. I think Sangha is very, very important. Um, and, but it also needs, Sangha needs to have a strong uh, structure to work with, which is what? Lots of sitting practice and lots of, um, uh, studying, uh, traditional teachings. Uh, and we, we look every direction. Uh, I don't think there's any teaching that, if we haven't studied it, if I live long enough, uh we'll study it. 'Cause I'm interested in it. if it's uh, Buddhism on some level, I'd like to look into it just just to see how it fits with everything else. We have time to do that. Anything else from Jim? You, was,
1: uh... you referred to Suzuki Roshi as a tantric master. Yes. And I think the other day you also said he didn't practice tantra, so what does that mean?
0: Mm. Well, my teacher, Chung Faranpuja, said he's a tantric master and so <laughs> so and Trungpa Rinpoche was a tantric master, and he accused Suzuki Roshi of being a tantric master. <laughs> so I'm not going to argue. I <laughs> don't So tantric just means uh, means uh, uh, that someone is able to transmute energy. that works with uh, with a situation in such a way that they actually transmute it. So which we've talked about here. Talked to some group. I don't know if it's this group or the. Uh, one of the other groups in the other cities. What do you mean by transmute? Um, work with uh It's like working with, instead of uh, getting rid of negative energy or or uh, anger, transmute it into is transmuted into. I think it's the mirror like wisdom. I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, I'm not good at all of the concepts and so on. But is a transmutation where you don't change it into something else so much as uh, or you don't get rid of it so much as you. You change its energy so that its energy operates in a in a positive way. So I don't know how else to express it other than that. yes.
1: Are there tantric practices
0: in Zen? I think Zen is a tantric practice. It's just not called that. But it's a uh, um, if you if you read uh, like what we study every Wednesday at noon. If you uh, if you study the uh, um which is a um if you study that and see the way he works with the language even though it's been translated out of Japanese it's a powerful um, it's a powerful way to work with concepts where he can he he, was, he reminded me uh, a lot of trunker which trunk was able to say two or three sentences and address relative and absolute truth in the same way and have them show up separately and together and and Koman uh, I mean uh, uh, Dogen uh, is able to do that also. Uh, how, like when he says, that "Firewood does not become ash." That, that's that's pointing right at transmutation. Maybe because it's something you, because your your logical mind says, "Yes, it does. It's firewood, now it's ash. It came be ash." No, uh-uh. don't do that. Not according to to the way uh, the, the way Dogen teaches that. I think there's a whole fascicle that talks about that teaching, and we've studied it here several times. But tantric, uh, the word tantra, the word tantra means uh, continuity. So what the continuity is uh, specifically, I don't know, but that just like the word sutra means thread, or and the word um, uh, is there one other word that there's kind of a thread meaning to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go with that. Further questions. So this is not it. Kiyun? This
2: is it. This is not it. What does
1: chitta always
0: fall within that? I think if there's a you know thought process about it, or moments of consciousness, and probably there. It's just a way of talking about it. Just like this is it. This is not a a contradiction there going back and forth. It's just a way of pointing out by using your own, by using our mind when someone says, uh, uh, as the other thing that uh, he says in there, that this actually became a book title. um, um, It says, for a while, this is it. For the smallest particle of time, this is it. But it is not always so. And that's the title of one of his books, one of his books of uh, Dharma talk not always closes our mind to 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 see well if this isn't it, if this is it and this uh, this is also not it, then it, it, it because those concepts are so strong and so pointing at this, this is it, this is not it, uh, uh, helps us see that we don't need to have a reference point that we can actually just open in, we can actually you could say literally step into that open dimension of being, uh, never look back, never look forward. There isn't anywhere to look. There isn't anywhere else. Forward and backward. are extra. They're, they're, they're the tools of relative truth. Ahead. Behind. Future. Past.
1: What is continuity if things are not always so?
0: That's why it's continuous. Not always so. That's continuity. I mean, if it's not always so, isn't that continuity? What's that <laughs> He's, he's yog- yogi out, yogi out. He's a resident yogi. Reflect on that. It is continuity.
2: What is the it in this? Is not it?
0: Whatever you're looking for, Happy, happiness, wanting to feel good, wanting to be successful.
2: Is that the same it in this? Is it?
0: Yes, continuity. <laughs> what are you really that? <laughs> Any questions on the line? Do you have any? Do you have a few minutes if there's a few? It's hidden, we can see it. Well, I think that's a, a barrier to it, to, to seeing what, it, what, it, what this is, it. What this is, this is it, this is not it. It's not it because it's relative truth. It is it because it's absolute truth. It's backwards. No, it's not. It's formal. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: So when you say what you're looking for, you're looking at, could you just as well say what you're looking for you're not looking at? In terms of this is not it?
0: No. Yeah, like a bowl of ice cream. It's not it's temporary, it's not only gonna help you a little while. That's probably not not a very good image though. Is that what you're asking me about? If you turn it around, it doesn't work. If you turn it this way, it works. If you turn it this way, it doesn't work. If you turn it that way again, then it works again. or Then it doesn't work. Not always so. No. So, okay. How does not always so help us when we die? Say a little bit more. Okay, we're here. We're dying. And then not always so. Is that what you mean? <laughs> 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 oh, Alpha, so, <laughs> so, in order to address that, I would have to go to the the in- incredibly strong, powerful, fixed belief that everybody thinks that they're going to come to an end. So, that might be have something to do with it. Something may end, but... Probably it probably is not going to be you who you actually are might who you think you are might end, but who you actually are might not terminate. know so that that was helpful showed sure. up
1: when you talk about like who we actually
0: are is that something that's perceivable I think it's I think there's a quality of perception to it but but mainly it's just a basic uh uh, just a basic understanding. It's, it's even simpler than a perception. It's just very simple. There really isn't anything else to do. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing to become. There's nothing to not become. And so, therefore, you're completely available to everything and everybody all the time. Or
1: It's trying to grapple things into a perception,
0: self-centeredness. Could be. But it's only something to observe. You don't have to really stop it. It seems to be a mistaken understanding to try to stop doing some things and do more of other things. Uh, spend as much time as you can just being aware of what's, uh, what's going this way or that way rather than, than trying to operate on it or stop it or slow it down or turn it off before you really even investigate it and look at it closely. If You look at it closely, you might not need to do anything other than just watch it pass away. Yes.
2: Karen from New Zealand has a question. She asks, "Is there any danger when past and future dissolve?"
0: I don't think so. If, if I understand what uh, what you're asking, I don't see if that actually dissolves and nothing else can happen. One of the first things
1: you said is tapering back into the elements. I'm wondering how they can show up in the first place to where they can be in a position to taper back down.
0: I mean. How things are created—just uh, causes and conditions of dirt, water, fire, air, consciousness, set of them, space, space. Yeah. Just just those coming together. One of the ways that's talked about in the, the Rimpate talks about it that I like. It's in the beginning of the. Uh, um, uh, twelve links in the chain of existence. The twelve Adhanas is Avijja, or the first uh, first one. There's that basic openness where there's just a basic openness, and then it's like uh, hot and air, hot air and cold air came together and started to spin and started and created formations. Like uh, the image I like is uh, like a dust devil. It's starting that all the leaves that are laying around. And You could say, well, where do the leaves come from? Where does the dirt come from? Where is it spinning? Was the hot air come Who's heating up the air? Who's cooling off the air? So, uh, I don't know. It's just a way of talking about some kind of original um, uh, polarity. That that Just that polarity itself tends to create movement, creates the samskaras. And then uh, consciousness, we don't even know what consciousness is, even though we experience something that we all agree there's something like that going on. We don't know exactly what it is and how it arises. Science is ready to explain everything to us except what it can't, can't explain. And then it'll call that a myth or that can't be explained because they, if they can't explain it, then it can't be explained. little more.
1: When you talk about tapering
0: back into the elements, is
1: that suggesting, suggesting a a direction?
0: Yeah, it's just impermanence. So we come up and we get older and older and older. back and I guess there's even science that says you're um everything is being replaced every few every seven years or something you have a whole new body is not the case all uh, new cells all new cells so for whatever that's worth that isn't still they're moving into the same little motels <laughs> <laughs> kind of <laughs> Danny don't you have a question You look questionable. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone else? Yes, Oscar.
2: So I want to pick up on the question from New Zealand about past and the future. Yes. This afternoon, when you're talking about, uh, when we were talking about the reading of the book. Yes. I think you mentioned something along the lines of the Kozan about remember what you forgot. could you
1: talk a little
0: bit more about it? That's been catching my
2: intrigue since the afternoon. Remember
0: what you forgot. Did I say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, You answered a question to the oh. question that goes up. Right? That sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it it sounds very good. caught so me for the whole afternoon. Wow. Remember what you forgot. Can you remember what you forgot? Kind oh, of, yeah,
2: that's forgot
0: Yeah, in order to remember what you forgot, you have to first forget it. So that you can remember it. I'd be happy to address it more directly if you have a question.
2: I was just wondering if that's a technique or some such sort of thing you were talking about.
0: I don't, I don't as think a, it was as a way of meditation. Yeah, I don't think of it so much as a technique. It's just uh, uh, just to bring one's bring our mind to the way memory works. It's a very odd situation. It's very odd the way all the different forms that memory can take, like uh, remembering, like being in a dream and remembering something in a dream and then being awake and remembering something when you're awake. It's, there's so many levels of consciousness and we tend to isolate ourselves. When we're awake, we, we don't really think too much about dreams. Uh, but when we're dreaming, we don't really think too much about being awake. We just assume that that's, that reality has its own kind of, a, um, density and believability. It's just so believable. So, um, Shazan does a lot of uh, uh, lucid dreaming. Uh, Could you say something about uh, memory in terms of uh, everyday memory? And and does memory change when you have lucid dreams? In what way?
1: I think it's funny that sometimes you remember things that there actually is no substance. The the memory is the first time you've been
0: experiencing it. But yeah, you perceive it as a memory. That's, yes. Yeah, that's an amazing. um, uh, It's a. it's totally unstable. That whole area is totally unstable as far as anything concrete. But it's completely stable as far as its continuity. It's completely stable. If, there, if there's someone who's worried about that and is fearful of that and wants something else, then you're going to experience instability and, and be fearful and and be looking for a way out or some way to protect yourself. But if there's no solid uh, identity happening, then then even if fear comes up, even if fear comes up, which it may, there's no solid being who is afraid. It's, it's a it's a difficult thing to explain. Uh, that's why it seems necessary to, for each one of us to realize that ourselves so we can function uh, in an open, uplifted, and fearless way. Even though, you're, even though you have fear, you just do it anyway. Thank you so much. We'll
2: stand and dedicate the merit in the back of our Red Champ books. I'd like to remind everybody that this Saturday is our end of the month all day retreat, please come if you can, and always uh, remind everybody about our donation boxes. We appreciate your generosity to help us continue these teachings. Thank you.
1: May the merit of this country into all places, so that we in every sentient being together in the lives of the way. The,
2: the Ten directions,
1: directions, the Three Worlds, all of us, all of our
2: bones, Bodhisattvas,
1: Mahasattvas, the great Prajna, Paramita. O Buddhas and Bodhisattvas, the Ten Directions and the Three Times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sotapoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering and fill them with light.